Welcome to the Success Podcast, where we, we will be taking four characters from the book Maya Antonia and debating about which traits make them the most successful. Hi, my name is Tyson Sabula, and I am going to argue why Tiny Soderball is the most successful character out of the book. Uh, why I believe she's more success- successful is because she achieved all three defining uh, examples we discussed in class, which is achievement, favorable, desired outcome, and to turn out well. Um, at first, Tiny Soderball started out as a hired girl working at a men's boarding house in Blackhawk, and that was obviously not a very, you know, good position to be in. And that's where she first showed her uh, true traits, that her true good traits. Because uh, many people thought that that would ruin her, that would, uh, you know, given the reputation of men's boarding houses at the time, that that was not a favorable position for a girl to be in. But she proved to be quite responsible and she's and strong-minded. She, you know, uh, took her job very seriously and she didn't lose any standing. Um, and then after that, after a while on page 192 in I believe, yes, in book four, page 192, uh, we find out that she moved, uh, she joined the California gold rush and she moved into Alaska after selling all her possessions at Blackhawk. She took a big risk there, which shows that she's quite bold. Um, after a while, she joins an immigrant in the Klondike where after he gets stu- uh, stuck in a blizzard and dies she cares for him which is quite generous and after he pa- after he passes she inherits that land that he bought for the gold rush and she makes a fortune there which accomplishes her desired outcome of striking it rich in the California gold rush and she got quite an achievement of finding gold in the California gold rush then we cut um, to her now and then indicated by Jim in page 193 to 194. She is living a excellent life as a wealthy woman in San Francisco, California. So she definitely turned out well, I would say. And that would be extremely successful going from a poor immigrant girl working in a boarding house in Blackhawk, Nebraska to a wealthy and more uh, socially upstanding woman in California. So, quick counterpoint to yours. Um, It says, when Jim talked to her in 1908 in Salt Lake City, he said, um, she frankly said, nothing interests her much now but making money. And one of the more important things of being successful is having that uh, ability to be emotionally fulfilled. So, you have not only the money, but sometimes you don't even have money. You're just fulfilled with where you're at in life. And you're not really concerned about money or you're not really concerned about things of this nature. And it says that she only had really one love and that was making money. That was her only concern. And um, the only two human beings she spoke of affection with were the Swede Johnson, who gave her her acclaim, and then Lena Lingard. So I don't know if you could say that's successful since she only had like two people that she spoke of with affection. Just because of her current status, I wouldn't say that that would uh, disregard or disprove her quote-unquote success because of the fact that she did accomplish her goal. She did obtain a success. This is more like the uh, victory lap of her life, basically. Um, 
So she did invite Lena Lingard over and she did uh, come over. So she has a friend there and she upholds social standing and uh, economic wealth. I, I, just because she's pursuing money doesn't mean that you know she's not successful. It's just more of a you have to make money to pay for your food, your supplies, your house. So I wouldn't say that that would disregard your success. Okay, Stevie. Okay, I am Stevie Scudder, and I am representing Antonia. Now, she may be stubborn and not as respected since she is a, a pilgrim coming in, and she may not be educated, and she may be very gullible, or ha and she doesn't have much land, but she is able to love unconditionally. She's optimistic. She's always trusting people. She, like, from the time that we've met her in the book, We've always known her as just a loving person who would trust and defend you. And as it's said in the book, Antonia wouldn't be Antonia if she were jaded, suspicious, or skeptical. And she may not have a lot of material good, but she, at the end of the book, we see her with 11 children, is it? And she's completely fulfilled and happy about it. And there's nothing that could take the happy, happiness away almost. So I would say that that is more of a success than being rich and being bored out of your mind. Okay. So you um, you said yourself that she's very trusting of all individuals, correct? She mm -hmm. just has a big heart? Yes. Um, do you think that's a perceived drawback and weakness to her success story? Because in as indicated by throughout the story, but proven in book four, page 191, um, her fiance, Larry Donovan, uh, he took her money, $300 to be exact, and then ran away even though they were engaged and she, he left her with a child, which could be pretty dangerous if she didn't have a, you know, you know, good friend and hardworking family to so, lay back on. Yeah. So would you say that that trust in people and just general, like being a, unable to hate anyone, do you think that's a drawback? Not in the slightest. If it were anyone else, maybe. But she turned that that fault, that failing, into a success. And she raised the child. She greatly raised the child as an amazing mother. And then she got married and had, what was it, 11 more kids? And she ended up very good, very fulfilled. That looks like a life I would want to have, if anything. A solid point throughout. Okay, um, I'm Will Kunze, and I will be presenting why Jim Burden is the most successful of the four. Um, it says in the introduction to the book, when Willa Cather introduces the whole book, um, and we're introduced to Jim Burden for the first time, it says that he is a successful lawyer for a firm in New York that are setting up the railways. And one of the things we first learn about Jim is that he loves the prairie. And he loves to be there. And when he's not there, he's kind of upset. Um, he, he gets to travel. He goes to Harvard. He becomes a well-known lawyer. He's very successful. Um, he keeps the things that made him Jim. So unlike Tiny, he keeps the things. He still is romantic. Um, he is well-respected. Um, like, he grew into ro his romanticism with his older years because it was just part of him that made him Jim and it was his love for the prairie 
and his success that uh, drove him out towards Harvard to be highly educated. Well, would that really have made him feel successful? Because it's like he goes out there to get the law degree and, you know, become the man that he really wanted to be. But once he got there and finished the degree, he wanted to kind of go back. But he was stuck up there. So, you know, he came back and tried to relive what really drove him towards that success. And he's also he's stuck in a marriage that he doesn't really fly with well. It's there's no his wife. There's no passion. Yeah, it's no kind of like a hey, we liked each other, let's marry. And then you know, a year or two down the line, they don't. They're very. They don't connect well at all. They so don't even have children. If I'm, I'd say if I'm yeah, correct. yeah no children. children emotionally. I think he's kind of hollow. Yeah, he seems still more attached to Antonia. Mm -hmm. because that's like his connection to the prairie which was his only bastion of success well he is it could be argued that he is hollow but it looks like and it sounds like from the book that he's not hollow because he gets to travel back to the prairie he gets to protect the thing he loves the most and he does get to do what he wanted to do which is um, be a lawyer and help change America for the better so I think he could be argued, even though he has drawbacks, nobody is perfect, that he is the most successful out of the group. All right, so my name is Tim McCormick, and I am representing Lena Legard. And the reason why I think she's the most successful character is because she started kind of at the bottom, immigrating to the prairie in America with her family. And they kind of, they started from the bottom, and she... She was a, a hired girl that helped around a little bit, but she kind of, she started a knack for being a seamstress, you know, she had the, the fingers required to make dresses and the such. So she moved to Blackhawk to really start her own business and get the funds and become person a person that, you know, started from the bottom, got somewhere towards the top, and it's like, you became yourself out of your own regard. You didn't have no family, nothing, because she went to Blackhawk by herself. Nobody, no family, no parents to help her. And then eventually, once Jim left Blackhawk to go to Lincoln for uni, she went with her or him to really get a kick out of it, like to really develop herself more. And then after that, she went to California with Tiny to be for her own self as compared to other characters. She, her success lies in her own personal satisfaction and fulfillment. And which in times like when she goes to Lincoln, she want the only real reason she went to Lincoln was to tell Jim to go back to the prairie to see Antonia. I think he's thinking of it later in the book when he talks to Lena, but um, oh, it's yeah. a it's a good point that uh, she goes to Blackhawk by herself. But the reason she does that is because she's sick of the farm. She doesn't want to be there anymore, so she straight up just leaves her family and she leaves her mother, who she knows is struggling a lot. And with her, it implied in the book that her father was somewhat abusive. 
Well, that, to be fair, in book three, it does say that she does intend to buy her mother a house. But at the time, that was a very, yes, that was a very selfish she's like, baby. She's independent in her success where she doesn't need other people in a way. Well, don't you think that'd be lonely? Yeah. Uh, yes, I was She's, actually Yeah, she says she never wants that. to marry. So in book three, page 186, uh, she, uh, Jim asked her if she really does not intend to marry or have a family. And she does say, yes, I think it's more my style. Don't you think that lowers her success by being emotionally lonesome? Well, like I think for herself... She seems to just be fulfilled with herself by herself. So, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys.